Hello, Empire Builders. Welcome to another episode of Business Skill Insights with me, your host, Kimberly Bonner. And today we're concluding our series on leadership. Business Skill Insights is brought to you by New Day Consulting Systems, a firm dedicated to helping small businesses scale well. As of May 21st, 2018, New Day has officially opened a second location in the South Florida area. New Day is committed to helping entrepreneurs all over the United States and across the globe scale their businesses effectively, and the South Florida location helps New Day work with entrepreneurs and small business owners not only in South Florida, but also in Latin America. New Day looks forward to working with you. Today we conclude the leadership series, uh, really focused on what tangible quality exists in leaders that separates great leaders from mediocre leaders and poor leaders. What is that one tangible quality that separates excellent leaders from horrible leaders. I think a lot of people might think it's some type of incredible analytical ability or some kind of kind of ability to maybe perhaps um, be incredibly charismatic and um, charming and manipulative or something like that. But you would be absolutely surprised to uh, realize that researchers researchers from Harvard, no less, or according to Harvard, researchers have concluded that one characteristic separates great leaders from not so great leaders. And that one characteristic is love. Yes, you heard that right. Love is the one leadership trait that separates exceptional leaders from the rest of the pack. This is shocking to me. It's it's not, but it is. It's shocking to me that we're getting research that bears what I kind of intuitively been thinking my whole life, having grown up around servant leaders, a tribe of servant leaders, seeing that in action, then going into the workforce and not seeing servant leaders uh, in positions of power and influence, and making the analysis um, personally and to my family and friends that um, what I saw in corporate America, what I saw at universities, um, what I saw with people with incredible IQs, couldn't hold a candle to what I grew up with, um, with people who didn't even have um, high school diplomas as far as their capacity to lead and their character for leadership. And so it's wonderful now to see um, research from August institutions like Harvard bearing what I think myself and so many other people have just informally and intuitively observed over years, um, that great leaders have a character trait more than um, the highest IQ in the building. There is a character trait in leaders that make you want to follow them. 
And I really want to just say that because people don't, I, I, I know a lot of people disagree with me when it comes to leadership and my distinction between leadership and management. I stand by this. Um, I've had over 40 plus years of experience seeing this in action in different environments. Managers manage things. Leaders lead people. And leaders that do not have followers and followers who are willingly following them, not just because they have a paycheck to do so, but they do so in a heartfelt, kind of conscious, mindful way, follow a leader. That's an incredible gift. And if you don't have that kind of capacity to lead, if you don't have that character, if it's not in you, I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care how much training you've gone through. I don't care if you've gone, if you've read Tom Peters books and, you know, every other leadership guru's books that that exist out there. And you've gone to executive programs. There is a character trait in a leader that quite frankly, if it's not in you, it is not in you. You cannot teach this. There are too many people who actually believe and are telling you, you can teach Compassion. There's some things that you can't teach. There's some things that have to be in you. There's some things that have to just be part of your belief system, part of your core. You can have more degrees than a thermometer. You can go to all the continuing education classes that that have been created on this planet. But if this character trait is not in you, you will never, ever, be an outstanding leader. And this has to do with a belief system and a character system trait. This cannot be taught. You can be exposed to it, but this has to be in you. Just to clarify, Empire Builders, I'm not saying that education and teaching aren't important. Because before you can believe anything, you have to be exposed to it, right? So it's hard to um, have a belief system that you're that's not based upon something that you were taught or exposed to. So you, there is an element of education, but fundamentally, just because someone has taught something doesn't mean they actually agree with it, doesn't mean that they actually believe it, and doesn't mean that they internalize it, and doesn't mean that it becomes part of who they are. Okay, And I think that's what I'm getting at. This idea that somehow people can be taught to be great leaders. There is a huge limit to that. There's a huge limit to that. Number one, I think you have to be gifted. There has to be some element of giftedness when it comes to administration, persuasion, communication, uh, and empathy and compassion. And then it can be built, it can be honed, it can be developed. But if there's no core gifting there and there's no core character trait there, you know, you can get all the degrees you want, go to all the continuing education courses you want. It's not going to work. I know that this is a completely contrarian theme. Hey, welcome to the club. If you just joined the podcast for the first time, I am totally contrarian almost on everything but particularly as it relates to the current state of leadership and management um, dogma. 
completely. And I've been so for a while, but I've been so quietly. And now that I finally have research that backs up my point of view, I'm just elated. I know all of you are just waiting with bated breath. Well, what is it, Kim? What is this research? You keep alluding to this wonderful research, this wonderful Harvard research, research from Harvard that bears out your intuitive belief. Share it, Kim. Share it, Kim. I know. I know. I know you geeks out there really want this. Here it is. This was in an article published last week in Inc. Magazine. And it states, according to Harvard, this is the title, this one leadership trait separates exceptional leaders from the rest. When researchers Rasmus Hugard, please forgive me for misspelling or mispronouncing your names, and Jacqueline Carter looked at the factors that separated exceptional leaders from the pack, one trait stood out above the rest, compassion. Honestly, when I read the first line of the article, I just laughed out loud and I was like, I had a sigh of relief and I was like, finally, finally, I hit the jackpot. I've got some kind of objective research out there that bears out what I've been saying for so long, informally, privately to friends and family and colleagues. According to the article, they surveyed over 1,000 business leaders across more than 800 organizations, and they found that leaders who exhibited or were perceived to exhibit high levels of compassion had teams who scored higher on critical performance dynamics within their organizations. Teams led by compassionate leaders exhibited better intra-team collaboration, stronger commitment to the company, and far lower turnover rates than those led by less compassionate leaders. When information direction flows freely across your organization, the business operates at a much higher level of efficiency. Fewer conversations, email, and meetings are required to generate forward progress on initiatives. However, when your company struggles to disseminate information across teams, the resulting friction costs you time and money due to lower productivity. Compassionate leadership was the common thread among companies with high levels of intra-team collaboration. High levels of compassion, they found, inspired higher levels of trust between team members who were then more likely to share important information with peers, both on and off their team. Does your team believe that you have their best interests in mind? If so, the research tells us that they're much more likely to share and collaborate. Also, the difference between winning and losing in a market can come down to the level of incremental effort that your team is willing to give in pursuit of a company's goal. Again, the researchers found compassion is the essential ingredient when fostering strong commitment between employees and employer. When the ships are down, will your team do whatever it takes to will to win or will they just get by? Also, there's lower team turnover, makes sense. Um, when you have high turnover rates, you tend to perceive or see a company that is perceived to have high or lower levels of compassion with higher turnover rates. And that makes sense. 
um, research on employee tenure and loyalty tells us that when leaders are perceived to have high levels of compassion, their teams are more likely to stay with the company. 15% more likely, in fact. So for a 50-employee company, according to the article, a 15% improvement in employee retention can translate nearly to nearly $400,000 a year in additional profit per year. So we can quantify this. We have a number for all my data heads and numbers geeks out there who love numbers and who think what I'm saying is psychobabble. So I finally have a number. Uh, If you have a high level of compassion, your teams are more likely to stay with you. 15% more likely. 15% more likely. 15. 15. Well, there you have it, folks. We've got some research that actually quantifies the cost of carelessness or a lack of care or a lack of compassion in the workplace. Highly compassionate team leaders or leaders, they don't have the turnover rates, people. They don't have the turnover rates. That's absolutely incredible. That number is absolutely beautiful. And we should literally take that to heart. 15% improvement employee retention that translates into close to $400,000 a year in additional profit for a 50 employee company. That's a big deal. That's a big, 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 massive deal. So we've got data that quantifies the cost of carelessness and the cost of carelessness for some of you and your companies is um, a, a high turnover rate. And the cost for you to train new employees, recruit new employees, um, the cost of the knowledge leaving the building, um, there's some, some things that you will never be able to quantify. And it's part of part of that is because you have you have not instituted a culture of care, like real care, real care. It's not that complicated, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've made a ton of mistakes. Every great leader I know have has screwed up, even the ones I grew up with, <laughs> in a tribe of servant leaders. But they try. Does that make any sense? They try. They have a mark. They have a goal. They have a vision to care. They may not meet it. They may make mistakes. They may, oop, you know, I lost my temper. Oop, I should have handled that situation differently. Oop, I shouldn't have cussed that fool out. I should have, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have really given them peace of my mind. I should have walked away. Because care does that. But the point I'm trying to make is that I grew up under a tribe of women and men and their goal was to care for people, care about their well-being. They may have screwed up. They may have made mistakes and God knows they did. And God knows I do on a regular basis, but the goal is to care, okay? 
And when I went out into the workplace and everybody told me, oh my God, I'm just going to see these great leaders. I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. Bless God. I'm going to Washington, D.C. The capital of the United States. Some would say the capital of the freaking world. The greatest leaders that we have. And I saw, what I saw was an epidemic of carelessness. And I don't want to hear the haters out there say, well, bless God, Kim, you're not exactly the most compassionate person in the world. I'm, you know, don't get me on my wrong day. Don't, 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 don't come at me the wrong way. Don't lie on me. Don't, you know, start a fight on me because you start something. I will finish it. I'm trying to get better, but I am human. You cut me. I will bleed. (laughs) I wasn't always born in the suburbs. I grew up in the hood for a minute of my life. So don't come on. Don't come at me crazy. Don't come at me crazy. I'm, I, I'm, I, God's not done with me yet. Okay. But care and compassion is the goal. I might not hit the goal. You come at me crazy. I may not hit the goal, but that's the goal. My problem with so-called elite leaders and great, brilliant minds with tremendous IQs that were swirling in the Washington, D.C. area was that... Care wasn't even the goal. Matter of fact, there was an epidemic of carelessness. And that epidemic of carelessness that got kept seeing over and over and over and over again was the um, motivating force behind me wanting to take a stand publicly, not only on this podcast, but in my work to say there is a better way to lead. I'm not saying you're Mother Teresa, but at least try to act like you care. Try to act like you care for your employees. Try to act like you care for your customers. Try to put on a facade of caring. You know what I'm saying? And I know this sounds incredibly sarcastic because, you know, what I saw over 20 years was shocking. It was shocking. It's still shocking. And at some point, those of us who have seen great leaders, I'm not talking about who, I'm talking about people who were, you know, you know, barely had a high school education and they led in their communities and they led their homes and they led their children. I'm talking about moms and dads. I'm not talking about heroic leadership. I'm talking about everyday living. People who sincerely cared for other people's welfare or the betterment of their street, their community, their home. I'm talking about that old school stuff, okay? This newfangled leadership dogma that's out there, that's permeating, that it's all about tasks and it's all about data and it's all about things and it's not about, I'm not saying Tom Peters is part of this, but there's there's a mindset, at least that I saw in Washington, D.C. that did had nothing to do with care. And it had everything to do with tasks and it had everything to do with things and it had nothing to do, not even the feigning care. I will never forget the day that New Day Consulting Systems was born. It was born in response to an email that I sent to my boss at the time, letting him know that I almost died. There was no phone call. There was no card. There wasn't even an e-card. There was no simple expression of care or concern 
The email response was simply, oh, wow. Okay. When are, you know, kind of like that. Uh, when can you, when I look forward to seeing you back when you're back in the office. It was like, it was some weird email. Like I look forward to seeing you when you're back in the office. It was the most bizarre email I'd ever seen in my life. I literally told my boss I almost died and it was almost like, oh, well, yawn. That was it for me. That was it for me. And I know I'm not alone. Every time I share my story, every time I share my testimony, if it's a crowd of, of, of 25 people, five people will come up and say, girl, I had the same experience. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Caring. It's not that we have to be Mother Teresa. But we should at least feign or act like we care for the people that work for us and we care for our customers. That we really do want what's best for them. At least go to an acting class. Figure it out. But the epidemic of carelessness that I've seen, particularly when I was in the D.C. area, was amazing to me. And I'm, I'm thinking that if, if, if the world could see leaders that gave excellent service, had excellent integrity, and actually demonstrated and communicated care consistently. I'm not saying you let anything go. I'm not saying you have no boundaries. I'm not saying you have no standards. I'm not saying you just, you know, you're so compassionate for your colleagues and your workers, colleagues and coworkers and employees that if they blow deadlines and they don't submit uh, uh, their work, oh, I just love you so much. It doesn't matter. No, it does matter. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Tighten it up. Believe it or not, that's real love. You know, compassion is not devoid of the truth. Compassion does not tell you lies consistently. If you're not meeting the standard, me lying to you and telling you you are when you are not is not love. So let's just be clear. But we really need to get the word out to businesses and nonprofits alike, to every type of organization that caring works and care And compassion does not mean that you don't have a standard. If if you are a pathological liar, that's not love. If you have employees that are consistently missing the mark, not meeting deadlines, not submitting documents, not doing the work, it's not love to tell them, oh, everything's okay. No, everything's not okay. We just need to have crucial conversations about what care looks like. Care is not boundaryless, not has no standards. No, care does have a standard. We have a standard of care in this business. And that standard of care and that standard of excellence is that we do, we submit our projects on time. We don't play fast and loose with the numbers. We have some level of honesty and integrity. We have some level of transparency. We speak with a unified voice. It's one vision, not 1,000 little visions. This, in my opinion, is contrarian. 
Some of it's not. Some of it is. I personally have never heard it in leadership guru circles, and I've been craving it my whole career. But then I figure, well, maybe that's because I'm supposed to say it. (laughs) It's a lot to digest. For some of you, I'm just shaking your world and I've turned your world upside down and it doesn't make any sense. And I would love to hear someone who disagrees with me. I I love it. I really enjoy exchanges. I I really do. Some people get weirded out. Oh, I can't. I don't want. I want everybody to like me, child. I no. <laughs> if you really heard my real life story, you'd understand why it doesn't. It doesn't hurt me if someone disagrees with me. I don't take it personally. I don't internalize it. I eat the chicken and throw away the bones. If you may give a good argument, I'm like, I'm going to be open to it. But the point I'm trying to make is at some point in business and in life in America, we kind of have to get back to some basics. And, you know, there's this basic of care that I feel like in another generation, people kind of intuitively got, maybe it was home training. I don't know. But I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we're Mother Teresa, but God, we should all, that should be the goal. I might miss the goal, but that's my goal. I might not live up to that goal every day, but at least that's the goal. My point is in probably 99.9% of organizations in America, both for-profit and non-profit, the goal is not care. The goal is not compassion. The goal is not love. Whether or not you live up to it, that's another ball of wacky. We all struggle. We're all human. We all make mistakes and we make errors. But my point is, for 99.9% of organizations in America, compassion, care, and love isn't even the goal. My contrarian argument and my contrarian contribution to small business and entrepreneurial and franchise discourse is that it needs to be brought to the forefront. Compassion and love needs to be taught, brought to the table. That's it. Empire builders. Love is the number one character trait that ex that separates exceptional, exceptional. Can I talk today? Leaders from the rest. I would love to hear back from you about your thoughts. Uh, please feel free to in- email me at bizscalepro at gmail.com. Connect with me on Twitter, bizscalepro, Podcast. DM me there. Connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Kimberly Bonner. Just would love to connect with you. And of course, call into the anchor station. Uh, just would love to connect with you there. Take care.